0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Main Street Finance Podcast. I am, of course, Alex, your host. And this week, we are going to continue our discussion on the different kinds of taxes that a government charges in order to make money. Last week, we talked about the taxes that you can be charged when you earn money. This week, we are going to talk about the three kinds of taxes that are charged to you based on what you buy. More specifically, we are going to cover sales taxes, excise taxes, and VAT taxes. You're listening to the Main Street Finance Podcast, where we take the Wall Street bull by the horns to help you achieve your financial goals. Whether it's budgeting, investing, or financial independence, we tackle the big questions in the pursuit of financial literacy. And now, your host. All right, so let's talk some more about taxes. Today, we're going to start with sales taxes. Sales taxes occur whenever you buy a product or pay for a service. Currently, there are 43 states in the U.S. that charge a sales tax. Sales taxes are the taxes that make every item on the dollar menu end up costing more than a dollar. Essentially, when you go and you order yourself a hot and spicy for 99 cents and the cashier asks you for a dollar and eight cents, you can thank your state and local government. Depending on where you live, sales taxes generally go towards some combination of your state, county, or city government. This can get weird because most states charge a sales tax and then also allow the county or city governments to add their own sales taxes on top of it. Let's go back to our 3 a.m. drive through example. Where I live, there are all three. There is a state, county, and city sales tax. So let's pump up the numbers a little bit and let's figure this out. This is an actual thing that has happened to me several times when I was in college, but the dollar amounts have been changed to make the math easier to follow. Fun fact, it's not on the menu, and disclaimer, I haven't done this in a few years, but if you go to Wendy's, you can actually place an order for 50 chicken nuggets. Well, let's say me and a few friends go out and order ourselves 300 chicken nuggets, and the total comes out to $100. Where I live, the state charges a 6.5% sales tax, the county charges 1.5%, and the city charges 2%. All of that together forms a 10% sales tax, meaning that my $100 nugget purchase is now a $110 purchase. Of that additional $10 I have to pay, $6.50 goes to the state, $1.50 goes to the county, and $2 goes to the city. After all of that, me and the boys get to take our hoard of several hundred nuggets back to the cave where there may or may not have been alcohol and Rick and Morty. Sales taxes go to your local governments to fund their miscellaneous expenses. So, let's take a second and think. Whenever you buy something, depending on where you live, you can be potentially taxed three different times. But, depending on what you're buying, there could be even more taxes. And with that, let's talk about excise taxes. Excise taxes are taxes that are imposed on specific goods or services in addition to a sales tax. A nickname for several of these taxes are called sin taxes. This is because some of the things that are affected by excise taxes are considered sins depending on which religion you follow. The theory on these taxes is, if you make something more expensive, then people are less likely to buy it or will buy less of it. Excise taxes are generally punitive meaning they're meant to punish people who would buy it, but not always. Some examples of punitive or sin taxes are taxes on cigarettes, alcohol, gambling, soda, and gasoline. Cigarettes, alcohol, and gambling are probably the easiest one for this to make sense with. Governments don't like those activities and want to tax them to make them less prevalent. Soda is bad for your health, so governments may either tax sodas directly or just have a tax on sugar to help lower the consumption. Finally, gasoline gets extra taxes in order to encourage people to carpool, ride a bike, buy an electric car, or really just use less gas. Similarly, a government entity can charge a carbon tax in order to help reduce pollution by charging companies for the amount of carbon that they release from their facility. As I said, not all excise taxes are sin taxes. An example of an exception to this is a hotel tax. The government is not trying to stifle travel, but the idea is that local residents pay property taxes, which we'll talk about next week. But visitors take advantage of most of the things that those taxes pay for without having to actually pay those taxes. So, in order to sort of tip the scales a little bit closer to even, most cities will charge a hotel tax. Although, depending on the specific government, they may or may not use that money to fund their tourism departments or help put on events for everybody in order to increase tourism. In many cases, excise taxes are earmarked for specific things. For example, the U.S. government charges about 19 cents per gallon as a national gasoline tax. That money goes to help fund the ongoing maintenance and repair of roads and bridges. Unfortunately, I can't really go into detail on exactly where your excise tax money goes, because each state, county, and city charges their own taxes, and they're able to have their own plans for where the money's going to go. So because of that, I can't tell you for a fact where that money goes. If you're curious about this and where your tax dollars goes, honestly, your best bet is just to Google it. So for example, where does Colorado cigarette tax money go? Of course, you would put in your own city, state, and the taxes, but really, you're just going to have to Google it. I can't give you a general answer. The last type of tax we're going to talk about tonight are VATs. VAT is an acronym that stands for a value-added tax. Currently, the United States does not have a VAT. Okay, you know what? I know it's a pet peeve for some people if I were to say the phrase VAT tax, because then I'm saying value-added tax, tax. But it sounds really weird to me to just say the word VAT. So I'm just going to go ahead and say VAT tax, and I'm going to apologize in advance for those of you that are going to be annoyed. Currently, the United States doesn't have a VAT tax. However, I wanted to cover it anyway, because there has been a lot of debate and back and forth over the last few years on introducing a VAT tax to the U.S., especially with the current presidential administration we have, it's looking like higher taxes are guaranteed, so the possibility of a new VAT tax is much higher than normal. So I wanted to go ahead and explain it. For anyone that may be listening to this episode in the future, anything I say about a U.S. VAT tax might end up becoming completely wrong because we don't have a VAT tax currently, and what Congress ends up approving may not be exactly what I'm about to describe. So, in the U.S., we have a sales tax system. With this system, only the final consumer of a product pays the taxes. In a VAT tax system, taxes are charged every time value is added to a product. This means that taxes are paid by multiple entities at multiple times on the same product. However, there is a twist here. In a VAT system, much like with a sales tax system, the consumer is the one who ends up paying all of the taxes. But how can that be? Well, at each step in the supply chain, All of the VAT taxes paid, but some of the taxes were paid by the previous person in the supply chain, so you need to refund them for the taxes they already paid. So at all but the first step in the supply chain, the money paid in taxes is split. Some of the money goes to the government, and some goes to the previous company in the supply chain in order to reimburse them for the taxes that they already paid. Now, I'm sure that I lost most of you there. I've had to read several explanations to try to get my head around it. So let's use my favorite teaching technique, working through an example. Let's take lumber, because I think that is a relatively easy thing to really visualize the supply chain for. Let's say for this scenario, we have a 10% VAT tax. So say you have a logging company that goes and cuts down some trees. Now, even though trees are huge, let's keep this simple and talk about those trees as the value per 2x4. So we're just gonna talk about it in a different scale. So let's say that per two by four, those freshly cut down trees are worth $1. The logger sells those trees to a lumber mill for a dollar and charges an extra 10 cents because of the 10% tax. The logging company keeps the dollar and sends the 10 cent tax to the government. The lumber mill then takes the trees and turns them into actual two by fours. Because the wood is now in a more usable form, the value of that now cut two by four has been raised from the $1 it was purchased at to the now $2. The mill then turns around and sells the lumber to let's say Home Depot for $2.20. The $2 is what the lumber is worth and the $0.20 cents comes from the 10% tax. But wait, the tax is 10% but on those same 2x4's the mill paid $0.10 cents in taxes when they bought it and now Lowe's is paying $0.20 cents in taxes. So altogether, that's $0.30 in taxes that are being paid on $2 worth of product. $0.30 in taxes is, of course, more than what a 10% tax should be. So what happens? Well, Home Depot still pays their $0.20 in taxes because, you know, they bought $2 worth of wood with a 10% tax. But only $0.10 actually goes to the government. The other $0.10 goes back to the lumber company to pay them back for the taxes that they paid. Let's pause for a second the lumber mill paid 10 cents per 2x4 when they bought the wood and now they are receiving 10 cents back now that they've sold the wood to home depot so if you look at it on the net the lumber mill hasn't lost anything to taxes and home depot has paid the entire 20 cents in taxes so with that in mind let's continue home depot doesn't add any value to the 2x4s instead they just mark up the price from two dollars to three dollars per 2x4 because they put up a convenient storefront for customers to come and purchase the lumber so they can just raise the price. So now we get to the final consumer. John Q. Smith comes into his local Home Depot store and buys a $3 2x4 for $3.30 after tax. Well, Home Depot has already paid 20 cents of the 30 that needs to go to the government. So the government is only missing 10 cents of what they're owed. So when the customer pays 30 cents in taxes, 20 cents goes to Home Depot to pay them back and the last 10 cents goes to the government. At the end of the day, both the mill and Home Depot paid taxes, but were later reimbursed for them. The person that actually paid the taxes was the final consumer. Keep in mind that with a standard 10% VAT and a 10% sales tax, the amount of taxes are the same, and the person who pays the tax is the same. The only difference is that in a VAT system, A piece of the tax money is sent to the government at every stage in the product development process with a sales tax system the government gets the full amount of the taxes when the final consumer purchases the product in the vat system in the example we just did the government received 10 cents from the mill 10 cents from home depot and 10 cents from the final consumer in a sales tax system the government would have still received the 30 cents but they would've received it all at the end when John Smith bought his wood. From the government's perspective, a VAT system can be considered better because the government gets paid earlier and more often than with a sales tax system. Remember, it's the same amount of taxes, but the timing is different. However, the burden on companies is much easier in a sales tax system. Imagine all of the new accounting regulations and the administrative, just sheer effort. It takes a lot of administrative effort for a company to keep track of where all this money is going, and then at the end of the day, it's a net zero. They didn't make any money, they didn't spend any money. It's just money changing hands. But anyway, I am not here to make a decision on which system is better. I am simply here to explain to you how the thing works so that you can make your own educated decision. So with that, that is our episode on the taxes that you pay when you buy something. What do you think of sales taxes versus a VAT tax? Do you think excise taxes, or more specifically the sin taxes, do anything to curb the behaviors that they're trying to lessen? Be sure to leave a comment below if you're listening on YouTube, or send me a tweet at MainStreetMoney. Next week, we're going to be having our last episode on the types of taxes, where we are going to be talking about the types of taxes on the things you own. Be sure to check that episode out, and I will see you all next week. Thank you for listening to the Main Street Finance Podcast. Have a question on today's topics or have suggestions for future episodes? Send an email to mainstfinance at gmail.com. Sharing is caring, so if you learned something new and useful today, make sure you share with friends and family. Don't forget to like and subscribe to be notified of new episodes. For demonstrations and more examples, be sure to check out the YouTube channel. We'll see you next time.